My name is Sister Prince, and today is March 18, 1992. I'm interviewing Virginia Loeb Deutsch uh, on her activities during World War II. This tape is being done for the Missouri Historical Society concerning the, um, the project on World War II. Where were you living in 1941? Where were you? I was living at home. I was working for an advertising agency, but I was living at home. You mean where are the address? What was the address? Mm -hmm. 727 mm -hmm. Radcliffe in University City with okay. my parents. Okay. And you were working for an advertising agency? Right. Right. And um, the war broke out? Yes, in spite of my working there. Yes, the war broke out. And right. you were still there. You were there. I was and, there. And what right. happened next? Well, I decided to enlist apply rather and uh, did and was accepted. At, at what point did you do that? Like, oh, I'd been working there, uh, I've forgotten how long, three or four years. Mm -hmm. But I mean December 7, 1941, and, w and when did you enlist? Uh, oh, I, uh, well I went to, uh, I went overseas on D-Day. I was in Richmond, Virginia on D-Day and was, so I was already in the Red Cross. Mm -hmm. uh, but when did you apply? In St. Louis, what did I've you do? I've forgotten. Well, you just—I I really don't remember the procedure, but you just wrote or called, or I think I, I think you wrote. It was not a very complicated procedure. You pl I guess I applied at Washington, wrote wrote a letter. It was—you knew how it was in the paper, mm -hmm. or somebody told me. I've forgotten just what the procedure was. But was it in 1942? Oh, 1943? Uh, well, it was. I—I I think I was accepted fairly shortly after. And I went to Washington in, let's see if there's a date here. Okay. I went to Washington in, in June of 44 is when I was uh, made a staff assistant or a second lieutenant in the event of capture by the enemy. A second I lieutenant. I always that in the event of capture. Uh, well, it seems these are my shots. I don't remember exactly, but it must have been in 44. That I that you applied. applied and was accepted. And you did it. You did it straight through Washington. Okay. I think it was Washington, or maybe it was locally that they were recruiting here. I really don't remember. Did you have a, a preference for the South Pacific? Yeah. Or no, I had a preference for France. That's why I went was sent to the South Pacific. It always <laughs> worked out that way. No, I didn't know I was where we were going until we got an assignment. I was in Richmond, Virginia, on D-Day, June sixth. In fact, I have that newspaper in here of okay. D-Day, and um, then I got word that we would go to um, Brisbane, Brisbane, Australia. Mm -hmm. Big, big shock to me. But I was glad. We'd never, I'd never been to Brisbane. Didn't expect to go ever. Now, what, what were you Went called? Went over in the Lurley. Well, the Lurley? I was called a staff assistant. Uh, actually, we were called, we called ourselves able-bodied recs, so it was able-bodied recreation workers, recreation worker. And I had absolutely no training for it, if that's what you want to know. I want to know, None I want of to know said. What, what the procedure was. I mean, uh, you, you went up there, you had no training? No, we had six days of training in Washington of how to comport yourself, what to wear, what to do in case of, I mean, what our uniforms were, and what we were to do. Uh, they didn't, nobody knew what assignments even Washington didn't know exactly where we were going. So it was a general um, uh, orientation on Red Cross procedures. And 
you might be sent to a canteen, you might be sent to a, uh, um, I've forgotten where she went. She went, she went. I to mean, a, a club, you'd work yeah. at a club. She, uh, Mary Metcalf Rexford, who yeah. we were discussing she was in a, a club mobile. Yeah, well, here you are. These are, well, no, some of these, these were all staff assistant. We didn't know what we were going to do, and neither did the Red Cross know. Mm -hmm. It really was up to the Army where we were needed. And it, uh, I didn't have any training for what I eventually wound up doing. We were supposed to be able to um, not entertain in any sense other than have some kind of a pleasant atmosphere in a club or food, work with food. None of us had any training in it specifically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've forgotten what we did in Richmond. It was terribly hot, I remember, and I had the wool uniform and I nearly died. So I was glad to hear the war had started and we were going to be on our way. Then I went to, we were, I was sent to uh, Camp Stoneman in San Francisco on June 6th. Mm -hmm. And was there six days and then got on the Lurling which is right there. The learning sounds like There it is, and that's it. And this is the, this is the paper is they gave us. Is that a cruise us. ship? Or oh, now it is. Oh, now sure, is. the Lurling. Yeah, it goes to Hawaii. Oh, it's been redone, of course, a million times. But it was a troop ship. Mm -hmm. It took us, I think, about three weeks to get over there. And... And there's your tran army transfer. Well, I, I put the, the... You can see how old it is. That's yes. Lurling. And this is, I guess they had a paper of what was going on. I haven't read it. What were you filled with? What kind of stuff? Filled? Of, yeah, I mean, inside oh. you. What were you feeling? I mean, Oh, excitement and wonder. And not, not, I wouldn't say that I'm giving my life to the, save the boys overseas. Uh, we thought, I thought, and I think everybody thought that it was a sense of uh, adventure and that we would be doing something helpful in the war rather than writing ads for beer, which is what I was doing. Mm -hmm. well, you, feel yeah. good, you feel very good about yeah. it. They, yeah. These are just authorization and travel authority, and there we are. Uh, there I am in Australia with all the with all the bears. <laughs> and uh, the first or second or third day I was there, we went up, I remember in a little, went upstairs in a little office to introduce ourselves and to be assigned, I guess. And I came down before the others, and when the others came down, I said, well, MacArthur, I just saw MacArthur, and he said to me, I'm so glad to have you girls here, and glad to work. And they said, you did? And I saw these terrible looks on him, and he passed right by me, right? At that moment, MacArthur happened to walk right in back of me. Oh. He was shorter than I was. Really? Mm-hmm. He was not a very big man. We all have this imposing... Little scrambled eggs up here, but very yeah. small. Not very small, but smaller than I was. So that's where then I was in Brisbane, and then I was assigned here. Oh, gosh, I never saw. This is my motor vehicles. This is what I learned to drive on the left side as well. It was a huge... This was our canteen. In the, is uh, this and this is ta in Townsville. Is what is this what you call a um, a, a club mobile? Yeah, like clubmobile. Okay. Right. Exactly. It has a, it's a it's a it's a sort of a covered truck. There and it, it is. Has, I know I'm describing this. Oh, tape. Yes. The American National Red Cross. And it opens. It had a big uh, opening along here, mm -hmm. and that where you'll see a picture here. Okay. And that's where we serve. Mm -hmm. The door uh, raises up, and then you. Right. Serve. We had a tray. 
I forgot. I guess that's the tray sticking out. Overseas Reception Center, you see. Mm -hmm. So it was quite big. I don't know how I ever drove the thing. Terribly hard to back up is all I remember about it. And you had on a, a, a well, those were like that, the uniform? Yeah, that was seersucker skirt. And I've forgotten what the top looks like. A T-shirt, doesn't uh -huh. it? It's cute. And you got yeah. cute. And, and mm -hmm. this is, uh, what color was it? Gray, blue, sort of light gray, blue. And here, gifts of the DAR, last one. <laughs> oh, this, for example, the here's the, here is the, this is what we were given, because we, we were the first fresh milk stop this side of New Guinea. So when the men came down from New Guinea, had a big... I mean, the whole, the recreation center itself. Yeah. Yes. Well, Brisbane was their mm -hmm. first stop. And so these were the trips, and this was the times the plane, the, 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 that the airplanes were coming in, one at 525. Oh, these were a.m. We had to be out there around 430, or earlier, I guess, 140. By Finch, haven't, oh, God, I haven't seen all of this in so long. And this is where they and were you going. And schedules of the plane. Yes, and we, we would each be on a schedule. Mm -hmm. You usually have to leave in the middle of the night and drive. We had an army car to drive out to the um, airport, Garbutt Field, and then we would... What is it, Garbutt? Garbutt, G-A-R-B-U-T-T. And I returned there about... Uh, Max and I went about, uh, oh, I don't know, six, four or five years ago. <laughs> and, you know, at that point, it was a huge airport, and now it's sort of a snappy little city with a Sheraton and a mm -hmm. nightclub. But this was, it was, it was a big air transport command post. And there, there we are set up. That's our, see how, it was quite big. Yes, it was. And uh, how many, how many of you, how many women were on? At our, oh gee. No, on, no, on this truck, on this truck. Oh, a day, a time, at mm -hmm, a time. Mm -hmm. Well, at least two of us would work on it, I think. All right, and yeah. and what was inside, Wait, and what did you get? Donuts, you made coffee. the donuts. No, well, we had a donut machine. Yes. Put in the stuff, and they'd come out donuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> put in uh, a batter, mm -hmm. and uh, we had sandwiches. We had an Australian crew. During the day, there was a big canteen where the men who were the, going to stay over for a while could come and have lunch, and we had Australian women who worked there and made mm -hmm. sandwiches. I don't recall exactly that somebody stopped the uh, canteen. I guess the women who made the sandwiches did, but we made the coffee and put out the donuts. Uh, we had donuts and coffee in the middle of the night, and I think we only had sandwiches at the canteen. Uh, how were the donuts? Well, at that point, they were wonderful. Were they good? Yeah, yeah. Today, I might be a little more aesthetically happy with them, but they were nice. And, uh, well, there's a donut. I'm feeding a donut to, a <laughs> to a somebody. Yeah. Uh, were, were I went, had to go all the way to Australia to meet a girl from Belleville, <laughs> a good friend of mine, and I'll give you her name. Okay. Uh, I think you'd enjoy talking Thank with you. her. I know she was sent to Seoul, Korea, which was unusual. I've forgotten just why we were, we had work at Seoul. Well, that's that. Did you ever? I mean, here we are. See, I took mostly pictures of me, apparently. 
Oh, here's the inside. That's the inside, uh -huh. yeah. That was a nice girl. Pat tore it or died. She had maybe dysentery. So she got it over there. Oh, yeah. That's a big urn. So it wasn't, it wasn't just a, a cup of tea. I mean, people... Oh, no, that's no, coffee. No, no, I'm talking about she died from dysentery. People could get sick. Oh, she died when she got home in New yeah. York. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, and I, I, I had another friend who was killed and flying to Perth. Her station was in Perth, and the airplane went mm -hmm. into the end of the mountain. And another friend who was thrown out of a Jeep rounding corner. She had a silver plate in her head. I don't know what happened to her. No, you could die. It was not uh, no, excluded. This is coffee, and this is what? This is I have no idea what that is. But I mean, was it water, maybe? Okay, but it was another liquid. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then there we the are. Door, the back door opened. There the airplane. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's the way we got in. And here, you see, these were GIs. Yes. I'd like to ask you about that. And we seem to more work, I say, because we seem to be sitting around <laughs> posing. Well, you were <laughs> right. posed for Then we had a Jeep, I think. Now, here's our Australian crew. These were all Australian girls. They all were pretty till they smiled. They, all their teeth were gone. That was our canteen. Jenny, did we you, ran that? Did you did you find what you're saying about the teeth that the American American Red Cross canteen? Yeah. The the after, when you traveled, the the did the Americans really had uh, health wise and they were, they were able to be healthier <laughs> in this country than the other places that you visited. In other Did words, I find that Well, yes, in other words, you're talking about their teeth. Yeah. Well, you girls didn't have that kind of teeth. You mean, did I find that we, the Americans, were better fed than the... Better fed, uh, better clothed. Well, the Australians, they ate a lot of sugar. They were great sweets. Uh, it, this was a poor town. A townsville had no indoor plumbing when we arrived. The Army put it in for us uh, at where we lived in mm -hmm. our barracks but it was a very small town uh townsville brisbane which was a, not a very big city was a big city compared to townsville which is a mm -hmm. it was like saying i'm from east st louis if you mm -hmm. were from st louis mm -hmm. um so these were not girls they lived in cheap stations and this was a very nice job for them uh, yes i think they had limited means and uh well, they I, lived I, some more simply than we uh, did. No, I don't know that they were any less healthy or died any earlier. I just happened to notice that their teeth were never very good. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, I couldn't give any judgment on whether we okay. had. I know that the only thing I can say, and everybody knows this, is uh, this statistically, that when we entered Japan and the Japanese got American rations, I think they're physical measurements grew enormously in height and you know you've seen a lot of tall Japanese now and mm -hmm. sturdy and I think that was due to change in American mm -hmm. diet but I couldn't they ate a lot of mutton and I've, I've been led to understand in talking to other people that uh, that the um, uh, other the other troops were jealous of the uh, American soldiers because they had more and their their uniforms were better and well I've heard that too I couldn't make it any any judgment no okay I, I one I know that one marine contingent that landed in Australia I think three-quarters of them married Australian girls mm -hmm. I think the Australians felt that every American was a wealthy person and 
I don't mean to disparage them, but I think some of the young girls wanted to come to America, mm -hmm. and I understand a lot of those marriages did failed mm -hmm. when they got here because they were farm boys, just the way. I mean, the, the, our American GIs were not all from rich families. No, hey, ah, these are Australian this, women. This, this is your canteen. These are the Australian women. This was the girl who preceded me. Uh, as I think I directed the canteen at some point. I didn't know one thing about it, but we had Australians working for us, as you can see. Mm -hmm. That was it. Did you did you feel uh, like you didn't know what you were doing? Or no, did it only take no, a short because nobody knew it. Yes, and right. You got into it. Oh yes, yeah. There was no problem there. You see, they enjoyed it. It was really. It was a treat for them, so it was a treat for us. I think this was some kind of party. We We're looking, good. yes, at a picture of uh, American boys uh, eating and the coffee, drinking coffee and chatting and smiling. And here, These are wonderful pictures. Some nice murals. Somebody did this mural of Townsville. Mm -hmm. And this must have, uh, I, don't, I have no idea what this is. And there are a lot of GIs. I probably knew a lot of them. I can't remember anybody's name right now. They're awfully young and awfully handsome. It would be hard not to be these, are, these are my fr these were my friends. She's no longer with us. I am a little my big stomach. Do you remember John uh, McCormick, the man who walks at midnight on Camel X? He used to be on from midnight to one to five. I mm, think he just really. yeah, I think that's what his name. And this is whatever a that is. Of people. And but what I see here in pictures is a lot of warmth and um, getting together and smiling and that's what you were supposed to do. We all had a very good time. Now this was a party, farewell party. Oh, this is out of order at the Daiichi Hotel. This is in up in Japan. This uh, when we had a, I have to wait show you something okay. later that goes in somewhere else way at the end. Now were you getting were you getting uh, war news constantly? I mean you were involved oh, surely. every day and Well, and we'd hear from the men. We weren't getting it directly from anybody, mm -hmm. but of course But you listened to the oh, news yeah. and it was important. But you tried not to talk about it. I mean they were there for to eat and have fun and so mm -hmm. we didn't uh, get into serious discussions of the ethics and the uh, can, uh, we we learned we knew what was going on, but we didn't talk about it. Okay. No. And so did 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 they talk about home? What did they talk about? What was home? It? And we oh yes, and uh, we talked about uh, we really just talked about the same thing you would talk to you would talk about with a if somebody was about your own age who had just come down from a an area where it was. He might have gotten malaria or worse, and he wanted to talk about Australia or girls or whatever, and that's what you talked about. We were there really to make them feel comfortable, so we it was not a serious conversation. But they about didn't they didn't talk about the fighting or where they did not particularly. They didn't, they didn't want it either. They well, don't you know if you go to a party and you say you're at a party, you don't want to talk about the, um, Bill Clay, and the, you know you want to have fun at a party. Uh, well, I mean, when they just came in to get coffee and they came off these mm, trains. I don't remember any serious uh, mm -hmm. discussions of. Uh, oh, I had some good friends whom I might talk with about it. Mostly, it was we tried to make it fun and games when mm -hmm. they came. 
really. Uh, this, we, we had such hysterics over an article was in the paper that I kept that. Uh, Miss Loeb, a breath of femininity in an atmosphere. At, well, we, my family just. We, I have that article somewhere. This darling, though. And that was uh, he was Australian and he was a uh, he was the colonel at the field. At the field. Yeah. And these did, were, these did, were uh, oh, U.S. Consul for Australia, I guess that's who he was. Did you stay pretty much with the same few women that did you work no, with? No, uh, well... On that club mobile with uh, well, um, the same girls? Well, for, for some months, and then some might be transferred. Uh, I would say while I was in Townsville, most of the same people stayed mm -hmm. with me. Did you have expectations before you went of what it would be like? No, I had absolutely no idea okay. what it would be like. No, <laughs> no, I might not have gone then. <laughs> These were some. We were really not supposed to go out with quote non-commissioned officers. That was because we were supposed to be no second lieutenant. Yeah, you see me with the with the brass. That's why. But we didn't really go out. There was nowhere particularly to go. So it looked like the, oh, this was a friend of mine. So you could go out more or less with officers. Well, out didn't not mean to go. Out. You might go to a movie about. Uh -huh. but right. Oh but yes, you could. But yeah. not with not with. Well, you weren't supposed men. to, as I recall. There was some sort of ruling. Uh, well, I'll, you'll see a picture of a friend of mine who married a GI, and that's the girl who has that book. Uh, and she married him, so I guess we were allowed to. But it, uh, you were not supposed to, because you were an officer. You were a second lieutenant, if captured. Because in this book that we are referring to, uh, I don't think we were supposed to go out with. Right. Them. She after the war was over and they were still in Europe. Yes. Um, the GI said, "Well, now, now can we fraternize?" Right. You know? Yeah, I think there was some sort of ruling that we were, but all we were there all day with them, and the going out there was nowhere to go, as I say. Oh, this was Magnetic Island. The, this was a lovely place that we could go on weekends. If we were lucky enough to have the weekend, now uh, here a charming pi picture of me eating. We had a party. Well, there we—that's the girl Pat Corey who died. Uh, we had a party, a Christmas party. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought they were cute pictures. They are. You see, it was not—it not, was not the St. Louis Club. No. I mean, it was just <laughs> food slopped around. But this is yeah. This is all little packages. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's little presents, I guess, we made. Well, and I seem to be eating while, uh, while uh, that's how hard I was working. Now, these, uh, this is Magnetic Island, a beautiful little island. And, oh, that's a, that was a man, a friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> to Ginny for all those wonderful memories of Townsville. I was some idiot. And, and wasn't he a good? Yeah. Good him. It was a great picture. I don't, can't remember another thing about him except that. He gave his picture. And here we are at our... Just pictures. And now, a friend, a, the girl, oh, here's the marriage. Here's the girl who married, a, I think he was a sergeant, Bill Bird. Mary and Bill Bird. We are still friends. I mean, we are in touch. Mm -hmm. And she and I went on leave to Sydney to quote, buy some donut flour, but we were just had a few days off, so we fooled around. I guess it was good the to battle get away. Of, there was the Battle of Sydney. Was it right. good to, yeah. Oh, of course, Sydney was a big city. Yes, 
very big city. Sydney was. Do you must realize that we were just a few women among a sea of men, so uh, it was. There was a lot of fun in connection with it. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> we did Sydney, but we must have had some fun. This is the summer uniform. And then there's a winter uniform that I could not probably get around my wrist anymore. <laughs> this is, uh, oh, I, I, went to, I went to Melbourne and Tasmania. These are little pictures of them. Oh, gosh, this, this is Melbourne. How was the morale from the men? Fine. It was fine. Uh, we had, there were a few, a couple of people I knew from St. Louis who wanted very much to go home and thought I could help them get home, but we didn't really have any clout in, in the Red Cross, the social work end of it. Uh, it was fine. Uh, people, everybody wanted to be home, but there were not, uh, I would say certainly we didn't have any uh, breakdowns that I knew of. Mm -hmm. Some of the girls had some problems, but I think probably no more than they might have had here. Jenny, where were these men coming off of? Uh, when they'd come, I mean, where had they New been? New Guinea. New Guinea? Yeah. New Caledonia, New Guinea. So there'd been okay. some fierce fighting. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are pictures of Manila. Manila was, look, this is, this is Manila, part of it. Mm. Oh, good. I think we had a rat in our play, in it. Oh, then I went up to the Philippines. This is, this is now the right. Philippines. Okay. I was sent up there on uh, whenever. I think I was in I was in Australia a year and then I went up to the Philippines for six months. Well, that was uh, uh, how, how was that? Because there had well, that was that was well. Here's how it was. Yes, I see the building. Yeah, but and we had a camp. We had a club in uh, near the uh, bay where they could come and just sit around, play cards, eat. Mm -hmm. Food was a wonderful mm -hmm. treat for everybody because there was not the army rations. And we'd have parties or games or dances, whatever, movies, Did whatever we could think of. Yeah, you were not. Tell me if there was a USO. Was this, this has nothing to do. Did the, did the Red no. Cross man the USOs There wasn't overseas? a USO uh, that I ever saw the USO over there. The USO, I think, was just here, wasn't it, in this country? I, I'm not I sure I think yet. so. I thought they had some over there, or, or were you with the, we the were, equivalent? We were, we were the equivalent, of, the of overseas, the yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, the Salvation Army was a wonderful organization run in Australia by the Australians. They were enormously helpful. I have great respect for the Salvation Army. But they were mostly for uh, in the social work aspect. Mm -hmm. They were good in loaning funds. And by the way, the Red Cross did not sell blood. <laughs> that was always a big criticism. I well, was lying on the battlefield and had to give the money for the blood before I got it. You know Marvin Teeter? No. All right, well, at one, he had been... I interviewed Marvin because uh, he was here as a paid Red Cross worker in and out during the 40s in the war, and then he eventually became... In St. Louis? Yes the CEO of the Red Cross here in town at a later date. So he was very kind and sat with me and gave me an interview and he gave me a background and that was, I had led up, I had questioned you earlier on the opinion of the other armed forces 
to the betterment, better dress and food and so forth, and sometimes a little bit of jealousy over the American soldiers. I asked Marvin, and he was honest as he could be. These were all American soldiers. I asked him over, where did the Red Cross get the bad rep if, you know, here were all these people trying to do so good, and, and it did get somewhat of a bad rep at some point during the Second World War. And he said that because some of these people were jealous and thought the Americans had the best, they began to charge a, and, and things were free, they began in Europe to charge like 25 cents or 50 cents for some of the boys to come into the clubs. And some of them didn't mind, and some of them minded a lot. And, and then one day he said that um, somebody came out of a PX with some cigarettes that had been donated by the Red Cross and because of just a hook or crook or whatever, the PX ended up, by mistake, selling them a package that's been donated by the Couldn't Red Cross. Couldn't have ended up by mistake. I well, mean, that in other words, it wasn't meant by the Red Cross. Oh, it was somebody oh. in another area oh, or, or whatever. Oh, it wasn't meant to be. It, it, it wasn't supposed I to be, see. and he just meant that these things do happen, and th and then these ways, these were some of the ways that the Red Cross did get well, a I have a no idea. That's his opinion, and I have no idea. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, it all kinds of stories spring up. But but yours goes along somewhat with the same with the selling of something, and these. No, we didn't sell anything. I know you didn't, Jenny, but you 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 were telling me that believe it, we didn't sell the blood. There were stories you were saying. Oh, well, there were stories that you heard before you went over, that the Red Cross sells blood, and you, if you're dying on the battlefield, you have to pay for it before you can have any. Mm -hmm. uh, any organization has enemies. Uh, the Red Cross, I think, was known as a rather uh, elitist organization, a white uh, elitist. And uh, from that might have emerged the other. I have no idea, and I've had I had no experience with them mm -hmm. doing anything that was. Uh, well, this is what he was saying. Yeah, that, that but I mean, I don't know anything about an incident like what, whatever that yes. might have been. Um, well, are, except you you knew the the rumor. You'd heard a, a no, I'd heard it here. Right. Yeah. But these things. Maybe happened. they did. I mean, there may have been some selling. I don't know. And, but not in. Uh, I, I never saw any, and I never. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a. It's an unfortunate. Well, I think it's just so natural that some people have a bad experience. A man wants very much to get home. He has a sick child or whatever. He can't, so he says, "Oh, that Red Cross is kind of organization make you pay for everything," and that could start a rumor. So I. I don't. Uh, what Marvin had explained to me was that the Red Cross was a vital link between the family and the serviceman. That's the social service then, and I don't know about it. Uh, I've heard express vital link, too. I guess it was. I think it was the only one. I think right. if you had any problem, you had to go to the Red Cross. Some were good. Uh, some of the men in the Red Cross, and I don't know Marvin Peter, so this is nothing about him, but I thought some of the men in the Red Cross seemed to be fairly inadequate. They were sort of, uh, oh well, they just, I didn't think were trained social work people. Mm -hmm. The few men that I met. He was here. He was not yeah. over there. Yeah, well. Mm -hmm.
And this is just, I don't know what this is. Oh, I think just pictures of Japan. Mm -hmm. And this was just uh, on the way home. And, and uh, oh, this, this was what they would drop, ticket to meet your wife and kids. Oh. Well, the ja here's all you, the Japanese Army headquarters. Mm -hmm. This is on the back of this. Here's mm -hmm. all you, here's all you do. Come towards our line, waving a white flag, strap your gun over your left shoulder, muzzle down and point it behind you. Show this ticket to the sentry. Any number of you may surrender with this one ticket. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> That's funny. and on the front is a, a, I think a we picture may of a woman and a man yeah, and a child. See. Can we have this? Oh, yes. You can actually can have all this. You can meet your wife and kids. I can't believe this. Well, and then I have a lot of money that they made up. Like if two people came, they could come. <laughs> oh, isn't that um, I, I'm not sure that we didn't. No, this must be, this must be accurate. Sometimes we made things up that would make fun of them, but I'm sure this was this was theirs. I I'll have to. You'd have to ask some Japanese what this says, actually. I can. I can ask. Yeah. I have some friends. I don't know what that is. I, mean, I have no idea what this is either. Mm. And this was <laughs> on the way home. A friend, this girl, and I flew home. We were on leave, uh, and. <laughs> it was a, an army transport, and just about an hour or so outside of Honolulu, the pilot came up and said, oh, I think, if you girls don't mind, I think we're going to have engine trouble for about three days. Do you mind? And we, so that's why we were in Honolulu <laughs> for three days. And, uh, well, this is when I got home and got, I think I was supposed to go back and then decided not to, I mean, got a Yes. National Headquarters, Virginia Dora Loeb has recently returned from a foreign yes. assignment with the Red Cross. We'll be on leave from 23rd of March to 5th of May. Mm -hmm. But then I think I came home, got engaged, and got married. <laughs> to leave the Red Cross. Had you been going with me? No, I didn't meet him you until after I got home. Overseas, the American certificate. Recognizing you. Issued May 9th, 1946. That's well, wonderful to have this. Now, I have some other things that you might want to have. Uh, let me see what they were. Oh. Oh, that's the train there. Yeah, that's what we, that's, we'll uh -huh. show what we. What you went through to what train. We, yeah, right. Good. The club workers. Uh -huh. It's like a newsletter. Right. Army songbook. I have 119. Mm. <laughs> this was Are all you together. supposed to learn these songs? No. I can't imagine what they were. Uh, well, here's one. Uh, this was, here we are. This is a I haven't newspaper photo. GIs with occupation troops in Japan register for their favorite activities at the American Red Cross in Tokyo. So what were some of the activities? This Jenny, is here. What, what were some of the activities? He said he's registering for their favorite activities. What were some of the activities? Cards. There were a lot of card games. Uh, let me see what we did in Tokyo. 
dance, whether he wanted to go to dances, movies, that mm -hmm. kind. There was nothing, mm -hmm. nothing special. Whatever you could do within a building, mm -hmm. games. And you always had things that yeah, they could were write not, letters. They were not what? They were not allowed to fraternize either to go. So they had to go to the club or if they wanted with to have the any recreation. With the Well, with us and whoever we could. No, uh, there weren't any local. You mean they couldn't fraternize with the local that's people? Yeah, that's right, right. Oh, that. Was it was exactly was, was it? Was it very? It was very strict. No, but you know, you had just been in war with the. This was the enemy. Just two two months old was the no, enemy. No, but I'm saying. Uh, Our regulations. Yes. Oh yes. Well, you you didn't fool around with the army. Oh yeah, and I, if I could show you a picture. Uh, but I think it is here between J Japan and Yokohama is a distance of about 18 miles, and it was. Have you been to Japan? No. Well, now it's a very built-up area, but it was decimated. There's nothing but a few steps left, mm -hmm. and I have a picture of that. So there really was nothing to do. There was nowhere to go, mm -hmm. and you certainly weren't going to go into the Japanese homes. So you had to go to the Red Cross. Uh, so there, w the animosity was great. Wasn't an animosity so much as uh, just you were. That was the other side. You were not supposed to go, and you were told that. And I guess there was a an element of danger. After all, they were they were the losers, but there might have been somebody waiting to shoot you. Why not? Mm -hmm. Were you no. afraid? No, 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 no. I, I I felt perfectly safe with the army. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Okay. What is this? You were opening oh, that was some article. I don't know. I, my this folks is a humorous incident that airport oh, related by St. Louis Red Cross workers. This was from, I guess I had just arrived. No, that was a year later. You look very snappy in your uniform. Yeah. And St. Louis Globe. stuff from the letters, from my Louis letters. St. Louis Globe Democrat, March 5th, 1945. Oh, now this, I know what this is. This I saved. This was when I was oh. in Richmond, Indiana. Richmond, Virginia, on D-Day. Hmm. The invasion, big headlines. Okay. This is from my office, uh, oh. and they all wrote it, wrote some like, cute oh, right. notes. Yeah. I just, I guess they just kept it. I don't know. Uh -huh. I see it here. Now this is what interests you. What was going on at the office? You formed pretty close attachments. This is what everybody uh, was on all our Same mail paper needed for production of vital or supplies. Way decorated. Mm -hmm. uh, so you you formed pretty. Oh well, this attachments. is a, this was a, in my office here. Oh here. Yeah. But I mean overseas. Oh overseas. Yes, I did. Uh, well, uh, as I say, there are four of us. Well, Jane and I see each other, although she's in Belleville, but we do get together, and uh, a girl in Seattle. People, not a lot, but a number of died. And I just had a letter from a friend the other day. This is a girl from wherever she lives. 
Pam Richards from um, the East, and once when we were abroad, we went looked up her friend. Yes, of course we did. We farmed attachment. Yeah. How did it change you, Jenny? Could you tell how anything changes you? I don't know. I don't know that it changed me. I really think it didn't change me. I don't think it did. I, I, it was a great experience in that, uh, well, one, frankly, I saw the world, and two, uh, I got an idea of what, what war was like and what it did to some people. And uh, I don't think it changed me, just a period of growth. Well, that's a change. Well, but everybody grows. I mean, you grow. I don't know whether it changed me for the better or the worse. It certainly, I've matured, uh, as, but I might have matured here. Mm -hmm. I don't think it uh, left me with a lot of uh, memories that I still have, but uh, I don't think it changed my attitude toward war or peace or the world or the Americans. I really do not think that. I remember some seeing my first, uh, I think it was the first time I've ever seen anybody who was outside the pale. And that was an aborigine man, a very handsome, very black, very tall man with a blonde, very blonde wife. And two children were very black with yellow hair and blue eyes. They were striking looking children. And they were walking outside the pale in Townsville because the Aborigines were were not accepted by the Australians. And we had I had been not I don't remember being aware of our black white relationship here as much as I was there. Mm -hmm. The Australians are rather they're very uh, I don't know they're bigoted people, but they're they were racist from the. I mean, you know their history when they arrived in Australia. They're mostly convicts that started the country. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that it changed me. No, I wouldn't. I have no idea. Could, could the question be put, uh, what was the impact? No. The impact was, uh, well, it was, it was just a very, uh, it was an exciting experience for me, uh, but I didn't feel that I was fighting the war. I didn't have any self-glorification about my being an essential cog in the machine. Mm -hmm. I was glad to be helping, and I think we did help, but it also was a period of, we also had a, it was a period of, of stimulation and excitement and um, different meeting different people from different parts of the world was certainly more interesting than being in the advertising. Uh, there were no, were there blacks in the South Pacific Americans? You know, I don't really remember. Uh, I mean, I don't remember that there were not. Uh, I didn't know any black Red Cross girls. Um, you're talking about soldiers. Anybody. I, I don't really remember, and I'd have to look at some pictures. Um, there must have been some, but I have no... Uh, Maybe they were. No, no, no remembrance of them mm -hmm. come to 
come to light. There was a... Oh, um, I'm sure there were... You know, we know there were blacks fighting in the Second World War. There were pilots, but I don't remember seeing right them. In the South Pacific. Yeah, I don't remember it. Uh, I don't really know. Had they come across your view? Uh, there was a, um, a woman from St. Louis that I know, Marie Williams, who went to Europe and was a Red Cross. Europe? Mm -hmm. But uh, and Marvin said he thought he had. Oh, black. Her. Yes, she black. had worked for the Urban League for 50 years. And. Uh, all right. Um, what have I missed? Anything that uh, you can think of that I haven't touched on? Did I ask you what the best of times was? <laughs> what was the best of times? I suppose when we learned the war was over. And the best of times, too, eventually was coming home. Mm -hmm. um, no. I, it's really too long ago to remember the best of times. Can you remember the worst of times? No, no. Well, when there were some people who were sick or you learned somebody had been killed, somebody you knew, a, a soldier, you know, those were bad. Uh, it's really, it's so long ago that I, to identify with personalities, except for the few that I, friends that I retained, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult, so that I mustn't have been, uh, it mustn't have left an enormous impression on me. It must have what? Must not have left a very big impression, either the best or the worst of times. It's, um, it's my job, to the best of my ability, to try and find out what people are feeling and thinking. And so that's why, of course, I ask some of the questions. And I do realize that it is a very difficult thing to do, to remember right. back that far. But we are trying to resurrect this. I don't expect to always get an answer when I ask the questions, but I do ask the questions in the best possible way I know. I understand. And, um, right. and that's about the... Now, are you trying to resurrect it for what purpose? Oh, to to paint a picture of what Remind St. Louisans were doing I in see. the war. And and we get a little bit from you and we get a little bit from someone right. else. And then we, we have a we have a mosaic, we have a uh, a portion and people tend to feel that their ordinary lives aren't very important or what they did, but they really are, because that's what makes up what what, all, what history is. And this is a very big piece of history. And so I am interviewing people like yourself. I'm interviewing people that fought. I'm people, interviewing people that work in defense plants. Um, interviewing, hopefully, just to find some plain people that were mothers and wives and uh, children at that time. And uh, you name it. And then what will it be? A it will be part written of history it, will, it or may be a, it moving from from this particular oral history. It could be written up. It could be uh, part of it. Could be yeah, excerpts no. that, that form the text. Of, like if we used one of your photographs, then I would want for a portion of this text. I see. It doesn't have to be the one that described it. But it, it's a way of fitting. It's like making a movie or it's right. like writing a book or it's, it's like making a documentary 
Um, but also, we are collecting. Uh, we're collecting pieces of machinery that people made. Right. You know, we're collecting yeah. uh, all kinds of uh, child uh, people, you know, toys from ch childhood or the newsletters and anything that, that gives a picture of what was going on. And where will you have it? At the Missouri Historical The reason Center. I asked that. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. If we're if we're finished, and then I would oh. just like to to thank you for <laughs> doing this. You're very I appreciate welcome. your time. Movies. I mean, you see what. What the kind of movies did they show? Uh, whatever movies were current then. Always something funny. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't really remember them, but they were just they were current movies. Mm -hmm. That you'd have to look up to see what was the uh, records. Oh yeah, records, whatever they were too. I don't even know. Was this the? Let's see. Mo a lot of them are marked Hiroshima. Oh my God! This is a real one. This is the outskirts of Tokyo. You did you take these? No, but I've I, this one I've marked. I don't know where I got them. Oh, look at the damage. Listen. Japanese seaplane base at Hiroshima. Imperial Moton building in the ground. Well, that wasn't any. I mean, this is Japan. I went back to Japan and I asked the tour driver or the bus we were on. I wanted to go by the Daiichi Hotel, which is head was uh, MacArthur's headquarters. And he'd never heard of it. Now, to us, it was the biggest building there. And when we, I finally found it, have you ever gone back to the school you used to go to? Yeah, community. Uh, <laughs> that's where that's the size of the <laughs> building. The marriage ceremony, Kamakura. Oh, here. This is one of the Japanese ships going down. Did you get to Bataan? Now, this was the Daiichi building at night. I think I might have taken that picture. Virginia, this is uh, Sister Prince, and I'm adding a note to this tape. Um, Virginia Deutsch graciously donated the scrapbook that she was showing to me during this interview to the Archives and Collections Center of the Missouri Historical Society.